Hi, David. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Look, for those who don't know you, do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, why you decided to, you know, start your agency? Just, yeah, just a little bit of background would be great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Happy to, happy to share more there. So my name is David Freund. I am a partner at an agency called Junto based out of Denver, Colorado. My business partner and I, Pat uh, Ahern, had founded the agency about, I guess, unofficially uh, three years ago or so. And just kind of out of, I guess, frustration with uh, the status quo of, of different agencies that we had worked at. And uh, really, the bigger thing is just the opportunity with the gig, gig economy as a whole. As I'm sure you know, a lot of agencies tend to collaborate with freelancers and, you know, quote unquote, outsourcing, uh, but they don't really integrate them into their agency process in a way that I think is sustainable, uh, nor do they really give them the, the credit where credit is due, right? After a few, I think, frustrated kind of uh, lunch, vet, you know, venting sessions between Pat and I, we went out and started Junto and we've been around about three years now and our team has grown from, you know, just him and I kind of moonlighting on the side uh, in the corner of, of my house to uh, a team of uh, five full-time here in the office and then a team of about 25 freelancers uh, across the world, anywhere from web developers to content uh, content specialists, QA specialists, uh, really anything under the sun, uh, underneath the two umbrellas of web development and content marketing slash SEO there. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I think you really sort of nailed it with, you know, the fact that it's we're in the gig economy at the moment and, you know, being able to sort of grow your agency, you know, the way you do with taking advantage of so many great freelancers and, and people that can work with you from around the world is, is, is really awesome. And, you know, I'd love to know more about that. Like, how did you find the staff uh, on your team? Like, you know, was it website? Was it reference? And I guess, you know, tell us a little bit more about how you were able to integrate them into your, your agency culture, really. Yeah, I, I love that question. So finding freelancers, um, I, I think it's always a challenge. It's one of those things where you have to really have a criteria uh, up front as, a, as to what you're looking for. I think a lot of a lot of issues I've seen kind of pitfalls in the past are people are like, I just need a web developer. You know, we just need to get this website done. Well, what kind of language do they need to specialize in? You know, what what needs to be their strengths um, for it to be a successful relationship? So defining that first took a little bit of time for us, especially just given you know, where we wanted to be with WordPress web development, which is where we specialize. But the relationship really with a lot of our freelancers started somewhat organically just by the nature of being in the industry. And over time, we've done a better job at building out a vetting criteria. So uh, a list of standards that we look for for anything from web development to content writing. And we'll typically perform outreach uh, most times through Upwork and some of those portals that allow us to you know, reach out to, to mass quantities of talented specialists, sometimes through referrals as well. Um, every, every so often, we'll get someone who inquires to us uh, that kind of meets those standards. And then we'll run them through a test project, obviously, to, to mitigate risk with the client there. And then they meet our criteria on the test project. We'll bring them onto the team for future work. So that's kind of where it all it all started there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I guess, um, you know, do they some of them, I would assume, do communicate sometimes with your with your clients? I guess, how do you make sure that, you know, they I guess, integrate the way, you know, your language and the way you deal with clients, etc. Like, do you have a, a way to sort of onboard them into the culture of, uh, of your agency? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question as well. We, we kind of look at ourselves like the bridge 
uh, between, I think, what's inevitable, which is people collaborating with freelancers, right? Now, the problem with that is there's no agency strategy. There's no, um, there oftentimes isn't an agency strategy when you just go and hire a freelancer to get a website done. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure you're going to get a good looking website, but not always the case. So what we've done there is, you know, we've built out a lot of agency processes and we're kind of document uh, operation slash process obsessed here where yes. everything is uh, very lined out. Uh, so, you know, quality control stays consistent. But, you know, to answer your question about when we loop them in for communication, really, we look at them like the specialists, right? They're the one who knows the most about what we're having them do. Uh, whether it's web development or, you know, technical SEO or things of that sort. So uh, when we bring them in, it's oftentimes when absolutely needed to speak to the granular uh, where we don't feel comfortable doing so. It's kind of rare situations that we actually need to bring them into client-facing communication just because our, our team is so well-versed in what we do here. But when it does happen, yeah, we and we give everyone a, a Junto email and we literally treat them just like an extension of the team. So we look at them as just our freelance team. So we, we're happy to bring them in when needed you know, when it provides value to the client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, in terms of process, I'm really intrigued as to how you put things in place. You know, it's, um, you know, us at Mixbloom, it's it's one of those things where we love to put things in a document. This is our process, etc. But you know how it is. It's like forever changing. So how do you manage that, you know, so that your team is updated on what's the latest, how to deal with things, your onboarding, you know, things go so fast when you're working in an agency with, with client projects. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I couldn't agree more in this industry. If you're not changing, you're, you're already putting yourself out of business. So, um, it's one of those things where we're always auditing our processes, uh, day in, day out to constantly improve them. We just actually just completely revamped our, um, creative process for web just last week because, you know, we found some kind of some weak points with some of the new softwares we've used, which is, you know, Figma and, and some of those more collaborative type tools that are out there now. So we're constantly evolving and, you know, I would, I would say there's not really a formal process. Definitely should be some sort of like quarterly audit of these processes to help us just continue to stay on top of them and make sure that they're up to up to par with the ever-changing digital landscape. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, one of the questions that I do like to ask, like you were saying, you know, you have some full-time people locally and, and freelancers. And do you have any recommendations on great tools that you're using that you find sort of like, life-changing for you guys to be able to communicate keep track of things like you know i always say like for us it's it's amazing like slack is 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 the tool to communicate on our team so what is it for you guys yeah oh geez there's so many um for (laughs) communication alone i mean it's not too you know it's not too far removed from i'm sure what other agencies are using slack is what we try to get everyone on where possible uh just to keep being streamlined, I mean, being able to set up channels for projects, for topics is really convenient. I guess the other tools for, for initial communication that we, we've seen like there's a lot of value when we share it with others is when using Upwork and some of those other tools, like really pushing yourself to define the criteria you're looking for upfront and using, using filtering and like really challenging kind of vetting questions to really refine those people. There's so many freelancers out there. So I think one of the big things is, is like you need to mitigate risk wherever possible with hiring someone who's not up to your standards in terms of quality, in terms of expertise. So really defining that up front and using, you know, using the filters in Upwork to ensure things like, are they fluent in English? How many projects have they completed over the course of you know, being on Upwork? How do they respond to a set of questions that might be challenging for them to answer? 
So all things like that, that I think people just overlook when they're typically when someone's hiring a freelancer, not to assume in most cases, but it, it's when it's like a rush project, they're over on bandwidth and they really need to get someone quickly uh, for a temporary kind of solution. So I don't think there's a lot of thought put into the vetting process as a whole. So really a lot of the tools out there now offer a lot of kind of filtering criteria to really specify further the type of help that's needed. Um, yeah. So urging, urging others to really, uh, to really utilize that to their advantage. And then uh, I guess the last tool would just be, uh, we use a project management software called Teamwork. Mm-hmm. And just the capabilities alone have, have really helped us to excel and, and streamline our processes and uh, templatize a lot of processes as well. So we were using um, Trello before, and I would say just, you know, it's a great tool for certain certain people, certain agencies, but we just kind of outgrew it. Um, so that's been a really great tool for us as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. It'd be great to know, you know, in terms of growing your agency now that it's been sort of three years, you know, what has worked for you that you'd like to share with, with other agency owners? Of, you know, growth is, is, is huge. Like what, you know, what is your, I guess, secret sauce that has worked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's so many things. I think if I were to pick one, a little bias here, just because that's kind of our our bread and butter as well, but I would say content marketing and, and not just blogging for the sake of blogging, right? Cause that's, it just drives me crazy how many people just say like, Oh yeah, we blog just for the sake of yes. like find a niche, you know, find, find highly searched topics that aren't too competitive for you to rank for and provide the most badass piece of content that you can around that topic. Take time to do technical SEO research, optimize title tags, optimize meta description for click-through rates, anything like that, you know, that that's really going to provide value to your target audience. Um, and then ultimately look at you as, as the, you know, kind of thought leader behind your industry and your expertise. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for us is just um, really long form, valuable content that is sales collateral focused that kind of catches people when they're in top of the top of the funnel, it's like middle of the funnel, uh, really considering different agencies or different solutions for the problem that they currently have and, and being there as the answer, so to speak. Yeah, 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 of course. And are you and Pat both in charge of um, business development? Yeah, so we spearhead that kind of tag team. I, I handle most of it. You know, Pat, just by nature of uh, um, having a name in the industry for SEO, will definitely bring in a lot of, of connections from an SEO perspective, um, other agencies that he's just partnered with or, or uh, has connections with. So we both definitely tag team that at the top. And then I typically uh, take over business development from there. He's normally heads down with the technical SEO stuff. So <laughs> I try yeah. to save him wherever I can. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Good, good. And then I guess, uh, I guess the only other thing I would say, and it's kind of cliche to say, but just really paying attention, like hyper-focus on client experience. You know, if discovery doesn't need to take a month to do, then let's accelerate that. You know, let's make it as quick as possible for the client. So we get the questions that we need to do our job, but we're not wasting their time or their, or their budget. You know, it, not sending them 40 emails, but rather, you know, creating a central place where they can find deliverables that you've given them over the course of the relationship in one place. So anything like that, that's just going to make your client's life easier, reducing the friction wherever possible and ultimately providing more value to the relationship as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And are most of your clients um, local clients uh, from Colorado or are you working also with international people? Internationally, um, just due to the, the nature of, of content marketing and, and the types of clients who really see value in that, we're kind of split down in the middle. We work with a lot of affiliate marketers who 
you know, have these really, these blogs that are either on the cusp of ranking for a lot of things or just getting started. So we do a lot of long-form content marketing for affiliate marketers. And then I would say the other portion of the, of the business is actually white labeling yeah. with a lot of other agencies uh, who either just don't have the resources to fulfill for SEO or web development. And uh, we come in to help them as a uh, as a white label partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say those are more more so local, and then um, the content marketing side of the business is definitely more international. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And has it always been like that, or you sort of discovered, I guess, the need for white labeling within the market? Yeah, I would say we started as a white label, and I, I hear that a lot with agencies, and I don't know why that is. Maybe because you started a lower price point or whatever that is, but we started as a white label and really just uh, expanded on that side of the business as much as we could by templatizing things and, and getting our process down to where it's it's almost like an auto- autopilot now, you know, it's, it's really nice in that sense. But where we've really invested, where we kind of see the future uh, of our company evolving is in content marketing. Yeah. So that's really doubled down over the past year or so and are continuing to do so. I would say that's about 70, 75% of the, of the revenue now. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And I guess as a bigger uh, question, I'd love to, to know who's the biggest inspiration for your career? What has brought you to start this business with Pat? And, you know, what inspires you every day? <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. I, I would say the clock is what inspires me. Like, <laughs> having, uh, That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> not having to uh, check in and check out nine to five. I, I have weird hours. I, I don't like, I'm not a big fan as I imagine most people are being told what to do. So I think it was just having a few ideas that were kind of smashed down by previous agencies. And we were like, all right, let's, let's go do this ourselves. So, you know, the answer I had written down to your question was my dad. It sounds kind of cliche, but he's taught me just to think holistically about everything I approach. So it's not just, Hey, we're fulfilling marketing services, but Hey, we're providing a solution to this client. So let's think. Let's think from their perspective as well. Let's think from the team's perspective that's fulfilling it. Just making sure that we're really paying attention to like value and touch points wherever possible. And then just taking pride in your work. I think, I don't want to say that's a lost art, but I definitely think, you know, agencies kind of tend to look at clients like deliverables and just check boxes instead of human beings with problems. And uh, that's a big one for us. It's just like, we're all people. We're all just here trying to, trying to do our jobs and, and, you know, kick ass at what we do. So really just paying attention to to our clients and really everyone who's involved. Yeah, I mean, it is a, a human and a people's business in the end of the day. It is. Day. It is. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because we, yeah, I think we live on these screens so much now and, you know, you really lose touch with the fact that we're all just people, you know? It's like you're constantly sending emails day in, day out, and it's just you, you forget to look up sometimes and, and remember what you're actually doing. Yeah, but yeah. I think the other thing, the, the last thing I would say would be our team. I, I always look up to them because they're always smarter than me. <laughs> We're always bringing up people who just know more about you know, certain facets of the business with, as you mentioned, just the ever-changing digital landscape. So constantly looking up to the team just to keep me inspired, keep me learning and uh, keep kind of prodding at me to evolve the business in ways that they think would be best fit for the client. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's something I've I've been hearing a lot from various people. You know, it's it's amazing how hiring people that are smarter than you is the key thing to to growing basically because they just challenge you constantly and push push you to think differently to go ahead and it's just it's it's a it's it's something that i keep hearing and it's really it's really interesting yeah right i think it's steve jobs that has the quotes like it doesn't make sense to hire smart people 
and then tell them what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know smart people, uh, yeah, so they can tell us what to do. Exactly. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. You hire hire people that are smarter than us and specialize in what they do. Yeah, um, absolutely, and absolutely. And just go ahead and trust them with you know they know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We we definitely run on 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 trust over here. I think that's the biggest thing, especially yeah. with a freelance team. It's I think that's a lot of a lot of the questions we get from other agencies around town. It's like, well, how do you how do you know they're not going to go in and you know, hack your server or things like that? It's, what makes you know what makes an in-house employee um, anything anything different? You know what what makes that risk any less likely? So it's just one of those things where you have to run on trust. You have to have a framework that everyone is very well aware of, and you know the agency processes and, and things like that that are kind of templatized and standardized, so you can make sure quality is consistent. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's part of your you know agency culture as well, right? Like there's that person that you hire, but at the end of the day, it's a team member. They're 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 buying into you know what you're you're offering as as you know a setup for their work for them to shine for them to grow so really it's, it's that absolutely couldn't agree more <laughs> cool cool and i guess as a you know sort of final question i'd love to know what's the most influential book that you've read recently or a podcast you've listened to that you'd like to share with our audience yeah i i wrote down three probably one of my favorite books of all time just because by the nature of, of running your own business you're constantly going to run into roadblocks and, and things like that that are really going to deter you from from wanting to continue. I, there's a book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacles the Way. It takes a very stoic approach to life's obstacles and gives you a fresh perspective on on how to look at challenges and things that are thrown your way that weren't expected. So I really enjoy that book. Uh, I would say it completely changed my perspective on challenges as a whole and I would highly recommend it to others. Second one would be Jason Swank. He is an agency podcast uh, host, as well as a, a consultant, I believe, for agencies. And I feel like he just does a really great job um, hitting on like actionable insights that I know we personally struggle with from time to time. Uh, and just really speaks to experience. And you know, that's probably through his experience and then also just consulting agencies as well. But I, I would say everything we've watched from him has been very helpful uh, and actionable to our business. Awesome. And then the third one, <laughs> third and final one here is... I would imagine most agency owners have have read this book, but The Digital Agency Blueprint by Paul Rotzer. I think he's from PR 2020, but basically looks at the evolving digital landscape and just how your agency can adapt to uh, what we've kind of called Agency 2.0, which is this evolution of uh, agencies needing to be more efficient, kind of becoming a commodity in a way to where we need to you know, drive down our pricing, but also not sacrifice any value to the end client. So you know, whether that's through adapting a freelance model or, you know, templatizing processes or whatever that looks like. I think he shares a lot in that book that's really valuable to any agency owner. That's really cool. Thank you so much for those three recommendations. And they really sort of cover different aspects of what it is to to run an agency. So thank you so much, um, you know, for that. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It'd be great for you, um, you know, to share where people can can learn more about you and your work, whether it's a website or um, social handles. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. We, I would say actually in one minute, our newsletter is going to be sent out. Uh, we <laughs> send out a monthly newsletter uh, every single month. And that shares our blog posts that we've uh, published over the past month. And then typically any any ebooks or things like that that we've published as well. So best place to obviously get in touch is our, our website, which is going to be uh, junto.digital. 
And then uh, if you want to subscribe, there's actually a, a subscription call out at the bottom of that page to subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And I think it's we do just a really kick-ass job making sure that um, we're providing as much value as we can to other people in the industry and sharing all of our, like you said, all of our secret sauce, really everything we know. Um, in fact, I think that's the the subject line for this newsletter. So that's that's pretty funny. But uh, <laughs> cool. yeah, we, uh, we we definitely do a lot of research and testing over here for content marketing initiatives and just different things that are working in the ever-changing SEO landscape. So we would definitely recommend uh, checking out our monthly blog and, and subscribing there. And then, um, you know, just reaching out to me personally, uh, davidjfreund.com. That's F-R-E-U-N-D. Uh, it's just my personal website for kind of personal shenanigans and all that stuff outside of the agency world. Cool. Well, thank you so much, David. We'll definitely add that to the uh, show notes. And again, thank you for sharing all these great tips and, and sharing your story. It's really wonderful. So thank you. Yeah, Mayan, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>